the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. Come and draw from the well of salvation. Be made clean, let him wash you in truth. He is the fountain of living water. Come and be made new. Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. He can refresh you in the desert where your sin left you lost on the brink. He is the fountain of living water. Amen. Come to Him, dear sinner, and drink.
How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar. O Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed art those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. We're going to share in depth Psalm 84. Psalm 84. I caught God doing something. I'm always excited when I can tell you about catching God doing something. I woke up yesterday morning. I was awake early. And and the Holy Spirit was there. The Holy Spirit was so present. I could feel and sense his incredible love. Now, a lot of the time I come and talk about wrath, judgment. I talk about sin. But yesterday morning, my heart was so filled with the love of the Holy Spirit. I just lay there and found myself completely surrounded by, by his presence, by his kindness, his love. Can I tell you, there's, there's nothing in the world like the love of Jesus Christ. When he comes, just waves of love come over you. You know that you're in the presence of the Almighty God, and you know he's not judging you. You know he's loving you. I tried to pretend like I was asleep yet, but he knows when you're awake or when you're asleep. And so I just lay there enraptured by his presence, praising him, worshiping Jesus, knowing that I'd been through a very, very difficult seven months with a broken leg. I needed that that presence of his love. I thought he might heal me during that time, but he didn't choose to. He will, but he didn't choose to. It wasn't sentimental love. It was It was just real love. A sense of his presence. I've really, in the last months, been focusing on 
a great deal on on communing with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus. Do you know what communing is? <laughs> it's It's just being with him, being filled with his presence and all of the the pain disappears. You're in the presence of the God of love. And the pain of the of the days, of the nights, of the year, these last seven months just get gets washed away. And you can you can not so much think about him as just be in his presence and know that he cares and know that he sees what's happening and that he has a reason for it. But much, much more than that, you can just say, Lord, I love you. Thank you. I love you. I worship you. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You're everything to me. We're coming up in these fall days to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is, by the way, my favorite season of the year. It's a time when family and friends and people that you care about seem not to be afraid to show how much they care. And that's been very important for me this year. I've not always known that in the anguish of this year. And I wonder if if in the pain of this year you've been aware of how much you're loved. People are not always fair with you or with me. But Jesus is always fair with me. And his expressions of love are exceedingly precious to me. I commune with him when I read the scriptures, when I pray. But sometimes it's not reading scripture and it's not praying. It's just being in his presence. I treasure that. Well, Psalm 84 is amazing to me. Verse 5. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. Who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. What is pilgrimage? It's going someplace. And usually on pilgrimage you don't go alone. Usually you have friends or family who go with you. And on pilgrimage you're going to have open air sleeping, cooking over an open fire. You're on the move. You're going somewhere. Well, 
I'm on pilgrimage. My pilgrimage is taking me to heaven. My pilgrimage is a very clear goal, a very identifiable goal. Many of you, and I've done this too, just going, just going, 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 and not getting anywhere. That's not pilgrimage. Pilgrimage is when I know where I'm going. Twyla and I were talking about this last night. It's knowing where you're going. You have a goal. And it's it's not easy. You know that what's happening in your life is happening to you for a purpose. It's part of what the pilgrimage is about. The pilgrimage is not about always just arriving. The pilgrimage is also the journey. The journey. Will you learn much from each other? That's part of why church is so important to me. And I'm, I'm really sorry for many of you who who don't come to the National Prayer Chapel because at the Prayer Chapel we are very clearly on a pilgrimage. And we're a small group. But we're learning from each other. We're being honest with each other. We're, we're honestly conversing and talking with each other about where we're going and why. And a pilgrimage also has another aspect to it. In addition to being very much centered on going someplace, and as well as going through whatever we have to go through to get to that place, there's a place called the Valley of Baca. I'll read it for you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. Some of you hit the valley of Baca and you stopped your pilgrimage you're not on your pilgrimage anymore. You blew it off. I want to urge you today to get back on the pilgrimage. It's of great interest to me that the scriptures say, blessed are those whose strength is in you who have set their hearts on pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of Baca. I want you to note, when you set your hearts on pilgrimage, you're headed for the Valley of Baca. Now, one translation 
that I enjoyed reading. It was the uh, new English standard edition of the scriptures. Those who have set their hearts on going to Zion. And of course, Zion is the highest part of Jerusalem. It's where the temple was built. When you set your hearts and and the the translation doesn't say set your hearts. It says when you have in your mind the maps for Zion. When you have the maps set for Zion. Now it doesn't it has a note and it says Zion is not there. The word Zion is not there. That's not until verse 7. But it is that you have in your heart a set of maps and those maps outline for you the path or the the way, the trail that you must follow if you're going to achieve going through the Valley of Baca and then finally ending up in Zion. In other words, it's not a, a casual trailing through the wilderness it's a very clear path that you are following. And and how do you find that path? By total surrender and commitment to Jesus Christ. And he then begins to move you on that path. And I've been sorrowful for, for people I love who are very dear to me. who got off the path because of a mistake that I made. Now, what they didn't know is that the path was clearly in my heart, but I got off track. But they, in their anger at me, lost the path for themselves and their family. They lost the path You see, as they pass through the valley of Baca, Baca means weeping. As they pass through the valley of suffering, and did you know that suffering has its own school? And you can't get through the valley of Baca without going through the weeping. It's painful. The valley of Baca is exceedingly painful. And some of you have such anguish in your heart. It seems that God is even angry with you. He's not. His love surrounds you. Some of you have gotten off the, the path that, that goes through the valley of Baca. 
and you'll never reach Zion if you have not gone through that valley of Baca, the valley of, of weeping, of tears, of suffering. I've been going through that valley of Baca. And I want to tell you that sometimes you don't just get to go through the valley of Baca one time. Sometimes it's a, a repeated valley of Baca. But it says they will make it a place of springs. How? By their abundance of tears. As they make it, yes, a place of suffering and anguish, but not a place where you're to leave the path. I want to encourage some of you today. Don't leave the path of the valley of Baca. You're going to make it. Go on through. You don't know how you're going to survive. Sometimes, I don't know how I'm going to survive with my right leg broken. It's very painful. Sometimes there are sounds I make. My wife becomes very concerned because it hurts. The valley of Baca hurts. But you make it a place of springs. Your tears water the ground. Your tears open the way. And the mighty hand of God is with you. And you say, I don't know if I can survive this. Well, on your own, you can't. But if you have the love of the Holy Spirit, the love of Jesus coming and flowing around you, you'll make it. Don't lose the path. It says, then the autumn rains also cover, cover it with pools. Well, what's he talking about? The autumn rains are the rains in Israel that come to prepare the ground for the sowing of the seed. And those rains come gently on your heart and on your life. And you suddenly begin to get incredible revelations from God. I want to tell you, I spoke with one beautiful woman. She's a teacher, a therapist, a writer. And she was so excited to talk to me about the revelations that God is giving her in the time of her Valley of Baca. During the time of the Valley of Baca, the springs come up watered by your tears. And the autumn rains begin to fall upon you and form pools or blessings. Blessings. I can tell you my valley of Baca has been long, not nearly as long as some of yours. But the valley of Baca is... It's seven months long for me this time. It's been longer at other times. 
I've never been able to just go one time to the Valley of Baca. I had too much to learn. When the autumn rains begin to make the pools and prepare the dry, dry soil. It's amazing what begins to happen. That's what happened this past Saturday morning. I felt that autumn rain falling on my life. I felt my heart being able to let go of of some of the things that have caused me great sadness in my heart. I found I was able to release things that had clung to me that needed to be let go of. Things that caused me to feel like I was unloved and cast off. And I also... I tell you, I don't want to, but I will. Part of what's happened to me during this time has has caused me to withdraw into myself. And I'm sorry, some people who have wanted to try to get close to me, this has not been the time to get close to this prickly pear. And as I felt those barbs and thorns, breaking off of my heart. I was filled with joy and with love. It says, they go from strength to strength till each appears before the God in Zion. Till each appears We're going to Zion. You understand? If you will walk out the valley of Baca and you will let the autumn rains come and you will let God prepare your heart, you'll begin to go from strength to strength until finally your pilgrimage is over. And where does your pilgrimage end? It ends in the house of of Jesus. It ends in a place of great joy. It ends in paradise. It ends in heaven. We're now from this point through eternity. You're going to dwell with the Lord Jesus. And you're going to dwell in joy and love and peace. Hear my prayer. Verse 8, O Lord God Almighty, listen to me, O God of Jacob. Look upon our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Oh, we must cry out to God as we're in the valley of Baca and say, Oh God, Oh God Almighty, hear my prayer. Listen to me, O God of Jacob. Look upon our shield. 
that is look upon our Lord Jesus. Look upon us, O God of Jacob. I've been a heel grabber in my life. I've been one who tried to grab what would make me happy. And none of it worked. It all spit back in my face. Hear my prayer. O Lord God Almighty, listen to me, O God of heel grabber. Look upon my sovereign. Look upon my my shield. O God, look with favor on your anointed one. Lord, I want to just stop for a moment. And I want to cry out and say, Lord, there are those of us who so desperately need your shield. Who so desperately need you to come and cover us with your wing, with your pasok that we would be covered with the wing of of Jesus. That you would hear our enemies and you would turn them aside. Lord, we forgive our enemies. We forgive those who have made our life miserable. But Lord, we recognize that we have passed through the valley of Baca, And now it's time for us to go from strength to strength till each one of us appears before our God in Zion. Lord, hear our prayer. Surround us with your love. Surround us with your compassion and your mercy. Surround us, oh God, surround us. Some today we're listening are so angry so bitter lord give them the courage to repent for their anger and their bitterness give them the courage o oh god to turn on the path and recognize that yes there are there are places of weeping not to make us bitter but to soften our hearts to cause us to say, the mighty one of Israel is sufficient. The mighty one of Israel has carried me thus far. And the mighty one of Israel will carry carry us all the way through. Lord, we forgive those who hold bitterness in their heart against us. We forgive those who are angry and hostile, who are argumentative. Lord, we forgive those. As we pass through the valley of Baca, we know we cannot hold a grudge, but all must be forgiven. First, we must be forgiven, and then they must be forgiven. Lord, give us hearts of compassion and mercy. Hearts that are quick and want to forgive. 
Oh, Lord. And so I say this. In verse 10. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Better as one day in Zion than a thousand days lost in our bitterness and in our hurt and in our anger. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. O Lord Almighty, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Lord, the the journey these last months has been so very physically painful. But Lord, I trust in you. And I know that you are carrying me through. And my eyes are upon you, Jesus. My eyes are not upon my enemies, for I have forgiven my enemies. And I'm going through. There's a a song that we used to sing a lot at the prayer chapel. It was, I'm going through. I am going through. I like that song. Because you know what? The love in my heart says I'm going through. I'm not going through angry. I'm not going through bitter. I'm going through in the love and compassion and mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ. My heart has been prepared with the autumn rains. I am going to go through from strength to strength until I appear before God in Zion. I want you to go through with me. If you're angry because of the messages that I've been preaching, and I've been preaching some pretty straight words. Don't be angry. Let the God of heaven deal with your heart. The only reason you would be angry is if you still have a stubborn, hard heart. Ask him to send the autumn rains to your heart. Ask him to send the autumn rains that will prepare your heart for the seed that must be planted in you for the victory that we will soon have as everything comes unknotted and untangled and terrifying. 
we're going through. The victory is ours because of the love of Jesus Christ that fills our hearts. The victory is ours. I'm very concerned for some of you because you have not found a a place of rest. You've not found the pathway. It's not written in your heart yet. If you want the pathway to God to be written in your heart, begin by repenting for your anger and your bitterness and your hurt. And by letting go of it, by saying, Jesus, you're everything to me. And I am going to cling to you. I'm going through. It takes a certain level of complete softness in Jesus. And it takes a determination against the devil that you're not going to win. And I'm not going to be critical of of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not going to complain. I'm going to go rejoicing. I may have to have a crutch through the valley of Baca, like I have a walker. But we're going through. We're not giving up. We're not complaining. We're not angry. We're not bitter. Forget about yourself. This is not about you. This is about Jesus. And oh, those wonderful times when he comes and visits us and fills the room with his love and mercy and compassion. And all you can do is quietly wait upon his love and rejoice and be glad because God loves you. Sunday we had a little boy and he was concerned about if Jesus loved him. And he said something in the in the quietness of the sermon. I stopped. I said, little one, I have a song for you. And I said to the to the congregation, let's sing to this little one. Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. That's the heart of it. God loves you. Now, yes, he's going to take you through the suffering. He's going to take you through people who are angry with you. But oh, how he loves you. How he loves you and me. Well, let's pray.
Ah, oh, Lord, I'm on my way to your house. I'm on pilgrimage. I don't care about the world or the things of the world. I don't care about new things and old things. Jesus, I'm on the move. I'm on my way to heaven. And so today I come bringing the sore and the broken. I come bringing the sinner and the saint because we all want the same thing. We want to be made righteous before you. We want to make it through this harsh storm that seems never-ending. So we come, just as we are. We come, Lord. And we come humbly, but praising your mighty name. For you, O Lord, died on Calvary for me. You wore that crown of thorns you were spit upon. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Have your way. Jesus, have your way and bring me through the storm and through the valley of Baca. Dry our tears. Strengthen us. Encourage us. Surround us with your love and your mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Lord and my God, my Savior. I pray especially today for those who, like me, are broken and have learned what it's like to suffer and don't see any possibility of a change. Lord, I'm, I am absolutely clear that everything changes in you. You heal our sickness. <clears throat> you repair our broken bones. You heal our hurting hearts. And you make us capable of giving you thanksgiving and praise and honor and glory. Lord, would you lift those who are exhausted today by their, by their sorrows? Would you lift those today who are exhausted by their sickness? Would you install your wonderful, wonderful Holy Spirit and lift them up out of the darkness that they could see the light of your glory that they could see the light of your kingdom. It may be far off, but not so far off as we imagine. Come, Lord Jesus. We need you today. I pray in your holy name. Amen. Well, you've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray from the National Prayer Chapel. I'm going to read now this Psalm 84 in its entirety without stopping. I hope it encourages your heart. 
Psalm 84. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. <laughs> even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar. O Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who've set their hearts on pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of tears. They make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before the God, my God in Zion. Hear my prayer, O Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, O God of Jacob. Look upon our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor no good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. O Lord Almighty, blessed be the man who trusts in you. Do you trust in the Lord today? Are you willing to open your heart and repent are you willing to open your heart, face the hardness, face the bitterness, and repent of your sin? Are you willing to believe that God will put the paths of righteousness in your heart, that you could go on this pilgrimage that you know already will take you through the valley of tears. Sometimes tears are so healing they let us see that we're responsible for what has happened to us. We are responsible for how we feel. But we can come to Jesus and repent and we can give him our anger, our bitterness, our brokenness. We can give all of that to Jesus. And the Lord God will be a sun and a shield for us. And he will bestow favor and honor upon our hearts. 
my brother, my sister, I don't make light of the valley of tears that you're going through. But the valley of tears will come to an end if you will turn with all of your heart to Jesus and put it in his hands and let him be the healer of your heart. He will heal your heart. Oh, my brother, my sister, you are not alone. Some of you are going to spend Thanksgiving Day by yourself. But you don't have to spend Thanksgiving by yourself. You can spend it with Jesus. And turn your heart in Thanksgiving to the Lord Jesus. The Valley of Baca is not meant to harm you. It is meant to heal you. It is to release those tears in your heart that you've bottled up for years. It's to release you from the pain of the past and for your doubt for the future. Would you turn now to Jesus? Lord, I just have a sense that there is someone listening to this broadcast today who is bitter and angry and hopeless. And you're saying, stop. Don't hurt yourself that way. Give it to me. And I will heal you and carry you, says the Lord. Trust him. Trust in the Lord Jesus. And he will come. Thank you, Jesus. Well, you've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray from the National Prayer Chapel. Celebrate Thanksgiving with family with no words of recrimination, no anger, no bitterness. Just go there and be love. And if you don't have a place to go, go to Jesus. And let him heal your heart. Let him break every demonic power. Did you know demonic powers are broken by love and by humility going to Jesus? Trust him. He is going to carry you through this valley of Baca. He will dry your tears and he will put joy in your heart. Let him do that for you. Now you can tell today's words have not been sentimental, they're true. I have my Valley of Baca, and it's very painful. But I'm trusting Jesus is going to heal me. He's going to heal my leg as I stand by faith. And I will testify that he has done it as I wait patiently 
upon him. God bless you, my brother, my sister. Make this the most joyful Thanksgiving you've ever had. It's up to you. Make it joyful. Because Jesus loves you. And he will carry you through. He will be with you. I just want to testify that I love the Lord Jesus Christ with all of my heart, all of my soul, all of my mind. I am on the path of pilgrimage. And I will soon be through this valley of tears. And I will be following the road map that's been put in my heart all the way to Jesus on the Mount of Glory. Please hear my words. Take them into your heart. I love you. I'm concerned about you. I'll talk to you soon. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.